That's Hudson Shad, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, a, a little bouquet of tracks from their album Spawn Song that was called Baby. And before that, Creole Love Call, and we started out um, with a trip to Lisbon. They're incredible. They're amazing. And you know what? They're here. They're actually in the room. Uh, all, all, well, all five of them. Yeah. And, and could you guys give me an A or something? Ready? Just. <laughs> is that not the most beautiful thing you've heard? <laughs> um, Wilbur Pauly is their executive director, the lead. Mm, and, oh, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> Wilbur, thank you for bringing the fellas over. Oh, sure. The, uh, we should introduce the rest of the group. Mark Bleak is a tenor. Hopefully I'm not as bleak as my name looks. <laughs> it's Blakey. Mark. Blakey. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool. See, we just met. That's and, all right. And already we're off on the right. Okay, Mark Blakey. <laughs> yep. Uh, Eric Buchholz. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Okay. Uh, also a tenor. Eric Edland is a baritone. Hello. As you can tell. And Peter Becker is a bass baritone, so he can fill in both ways. Yep. You you got it. That's uh, And I've been a fan of yours for such a long time. Uh, first hearing you on NPR, and then the other day when Storm Large was here talking about uh, um, the um, uh, Seven Deadly Sins, I asked her if you know about the rest of the cast because there are there's the family that also appears with her, and she said, "Oh yeah, Hudson Shad is here." I said, "Hudson Shad, really?" And and here you are uh, in the flesh. Yep, we just materialized. The, it's a were. great great privilege and honor to be here in Motown. Well, we're we're glad to have you, and and uh, you've turned this uh, Seven Deadly Sins thing into sort of a little cottage industry, haven't you? Right, a little house uh, in Louisiana. It's uh, um, it's it, it's so amazing to think that we first opened this piece uh, on a concert in December of 1989 with Marianne Faithful, and you know we're looking at those notes and thinking, geez, if somebody had told me like 20. You're, we'd still be doing this 28 years later. I'd be like, nah, that that's never going to happen. And sure enough, we are. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, backing up before that, mm -hmm. um, I understand you all had fairly successful careers doing um, uh, early music and, mm -hmm. and opera and, yep. and, and other things. Yep, and, we're still pursuing those careers, and we may eventually catch up to them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> And... The the uh, uh, seven deadly sins. It was Saint Anne's Church in Brooklyn. Is yes, that right? it was the arts at Saint Anne's, and now they've they've moved on to uh, uh, Saint Anne's Warehouse, I believe, is what they're called now, and uh, they have a a nice performing arts space in uh, uh, down underneath the Manhattan and Brooklyn bridges uh, in the Dumbo section of Brooklyn is what they call it, and. Uh, so, but they actually gave us our opportunity to reform after the Seven Deadly Sins. They asked us to do a musical based on the comedian harmonists, which actually became another sort of household cottage industry for us as well. Well, and and you're obviously so good at it. We we just played several tracks. Uh, can, give me a little more of a background on the comedian harmonists. I I did sort of a, a two sentence short thing but they, they were it's quite an interesting story yep they started out in uh, 27 i believe they 1927 they put an ad in the paper er, harry frummerman did for for guys who wanted to sing like the american group the revelers they, they were, were in berlin yep they were in berlin name. yeah and uh they actually the whole world was infatuated with this american group called the revelers they were sort of the razzmatazz vocal group 
which preceded the comedian harmonists. Uh. And the comedian harmonists, when they started out, they billed themselves as the German revelers. And then their fame, especially in Europe, quickly eclipsed uh, the fame of the revelers. They were huge. Yep, they were absolutely... They toured all over. Yep. Yep. Brought in a lot of revenue from foreign countries. And uh, that was one of the reasons they were allowed to continue to perform for so long. Well, yeah, after 1933, when the bad stuff started happening in Germany, they, you know, they had the arts committee sort of let them continue touring for another couple of years just so they'd bring home Geld for the yeah, fatherland. they were shut down by the Reichskammermusik laws, uh, which meant to the Germans, you weren't allowed to perform any non-German pieces. No American music. Uh, you were not allowed to be Jewish, of course. Uh, three of the original comedian harmonists were Jews. So that split the group in many ways. Uh, three of them ended up leaving Germany, came to America, started another group, which also was successful, and they continued to tour all over the world. But uh, what happened to the guys that stayed in Germany? They, they, they became a group called the Meister Sextet. The Meister Sextet. Wow. And they basically did commercials and jingles and things. Uh, hmm. Folk tunes, German folk tunes. Well, uh, Peter Blakey. Uh, Mark Blakey. Mark Blakey. That's Peter Becker over there. Peter Becker. Sorry I've, to confuse you. I'm I'm easily confused, especially. <laughs> Me too. I, I I I beg your pardon, but uh, Mark, when the transition from doing early music, and I imagine oratorios and opera and such, into the comedian harmonist type material. Was that difficult, or was it was it just natural for you fellas? Well, for me, it was an absolute joy. I was the first time I heard a, a recording of the comedian harmonist was at a an informal Thanksgiving dinner that we had at Peter Becker's house, and someone brought a a vinyl copy of the original comedian harmonist, and we just sat around with our yingling beers and listened to this stuff till all hours in the morning. Couldn't believe that we'd ever be singing it. It's a very very high part. For the tenor. So I developed this kind of falsetto with a little extra ping in it, you might say, as a singer. <laughs> a little more uh, core in it. And uh, ev eventually I figured out how to blend that down into the normal tenor range uh, and make the transition a little more seamless. So that's been a journey. It's, it was not easy, absolutely. But I never uh, thought I could sustain the tessitura. But, uh, so the just the the range and and level at which you had to sing was was the but, range, but yeah. also the the precision involved with all of your voices together seems to be, uh, I don't know, I I just don't hear that a lot in Vivaldi, I guess, but <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe I need to pay more attention. Well, I think like in a lot of the early music groups, like the King Singers, or I shouldn't even say the King Singers, let's say uh, you know some of the vocal groups from uh, Europe, just the way they they sing together, say, something like the Lamentations of Talus or so, something like that. You can hear the way the voices blend together, and it's funny because you mentioned early music. Well, we all kind of come out of the early music business. We remember the days of getting together when somebody had a Xerox hot from the, you know, the Lincoln Center Library of the latest Josquin Mass or something <laughs> like that. And, you know, yeah. you, you could still smell the mimeograph and, hey, let's sight yeah. read this. Well, it's sort of basically the same thing when you reconstruct these arrangements and hey guys let's read this it's uh you develop the discipline to all right let's see what this sounds like to you become kind of facile readers of uh of 
stuff here. Let's try this. And okay. Yeah. The, the and then we add choreography, which is something to behold. I, that's oh, what we aren't so fast with. I, I wish we could show that on the radio. Uh, well, none of us are dancers, but we can move and we move somewhat together. And we have a very famous uh, choreographer that helped us out for a long time, uh, Patricia Birch. She had the uh, original rights on Grease, the movie, and A Little Night Music. And uh, she turned us into clowns and entertainers. <laughs> uh, we were clowns already, but she organized us in, in a very wonderful way. She's been a great joy. Well, you have to have a certain panache to do that kind of material, I would think. Well, she made it very clear that this was not choreography. She would say, these are moves. You guys do moves. You don't do choreography. You're not Broadway Johnny. <laughs> we're, we're masters at the box step. Yeah. <laughs> and the grapevine. Alamand. My, my guests are Hudson Shad. They're appearing with the Detroit <laughs> Symphony Orchestra in Orchestra Hall tonight. You guys are working tonight. And yep. Wow, yeah. it's so nice of you to, to take time out. Um, in The Seven Deadly Sins by Kurt Vile with Storm Large as well. Leonard Slatkin conducting. Uh, have you done this? You've done this with Storm before. Yes. We uh, first it, started with Storm in, in uh, 2014 at Ojai Festival in California. Yeah. Uh, and that's Wilbur Pauly, the uh, uh, artistic director and and, and bass of the, of the group. We also heard earlier from Peter. It's hard to keep all the the names and voices straight. Uh, Peter Becker spoke a little bit earlier, and Eric Edland and Mark Blakey um, have been. We 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 need to hear a little more from Eric Buchholz. Well, no, no, no. you don't. Okay. <laughs> Actually, he has a solo and a piece that we've uh, worked up. If you want to have something you know, live on the radio, you guys said you were going to sing. Is is it, could we impose upon you to do a little bit of what you do so well? Why, sure. You ready? This yeah. is Eric Buchholz. It's probably, it's probably close to Motown kind of. Yeah, thing this maybe. is about as Motown as we have right now. We'll take it. Yep, hit it. Dale, Dale. Daylight come and me one go home. Dare me said, me said, me said, me said, me said, oh. Daylight come and me one go home. Work all night on a drink of rum. Daylight come and me one go home. Stock banana till the morning come. Daylight come and we want to go home. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight come and we want to go home. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight come and we want to go home. Lift six foot, seven foot, eight foot punch. Daylight come and we want to go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot munch. Daylight come and we want to go home. Damn, Misereo. Daylight come and we want to go home. Damn, Misere, Misere, Misere. Daylight come and we want to go home. A beautiful bunch of ripe banana. Daylight come and Hide the deadly black tarantula. Daylight come and we want to go home. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. 
Daylight come and we one go boom. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot bunch. Daylight come and we one go boom. De misereo. Daylight come and we one go boom. De misere, misere, misere. Daylight come and we one go boom. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight come and we one go home. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight come and we one go home. Deo, Deo. Daylight come and we one go that's fabulous I oh my goodness uh, Hudson Shad live in the studios of WRCJ. They, they just did that. They're, here they are sitting. Well, that's what they do, I guess. But we still live in uh, I wanted to sing along. Uh, well, you know what? They sing along to that every every sporting arena in the country. Okay. They got a little sure. key for Harry Belafonte. <laughs> yeah. right. do, you, do you do the uh, uh, the Stan Freeberg version with the? Uh, one of the great genius recordings of yeah. many by Stan Freeberg. I come and, through uh, the window. Unbelievable. Yeah. I come through the yeah. window. I don't know that one. So that's, well, that's, he, he keeps getting the Deo guy to go farther and farther away until he closes the door. Because <laughs> there's a beatnik bongo player. It's right. too loud, man. It's yeah, too, too shrill. Too, 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 <laughs> too piercing. <laughs> Hudson Shad can be heard live in Orchestra Hall tonight at 8 o'clock. And tomorrow night at 8 o'clock in Kurt Vile's The Seven Deadly Sins with Storm Large at the Detroit Symphony Orchestra and Leonard Slatkin. There's a picture on your website of Leonard giving you some notes with right. Storm. Uh, what's it like? Was this your first time working with Leonard? Actually, we many of us have worked with him before in other iterations as choral singers or opera soloists. But this is the first time collectively we've worked with him. And... Uh, among other things, well, he was talking about the piece saying, you know, it just has to lay back. You just kind of have to ride it and don't, like, do stuff with it. Let it be. And I was like, geez, that sounds that sounds great. But then he started to talk about uh, how he grew up in Hollywood and how yeah. his his mother and dad were in, like, the Sinatra recording sessions. Oh, master, please tell us more. <laughs> it was just <laughs> oh unbelievable, you know, that, you know, here's, like, uh, uh somebody who's who's been there and done that and for us to sort of have that connection to you know a lot of you know famous things that have happened in the past is unbelievable and some of us actually sang uh in choruses with him in i think the late 80s when bernstein passed away leonard bernstein and uh leonard slack and uh quickly very quickly organized a kind of something with the new york philharmonic and got a chorus i remember doing that there was not a dry eye in the house mm. and uh, so we were sort of reminiscing about that too with with the maestro it's uh, 
Did he tell you the story about the, the trick they played on his mom with the musical saw? No. 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 What's, no. Please do tell. I'll, I'll give you the, the short version. Okay. But, uh, but they, uh, his mother was uh, uh, a cellist with one of the studio orchestras, and they set this thing up where uh, they were going to do a session and bring in this, this virtuoso, this very important world-class virtuoso on the musical saw. <laughs> And they had the little podium set up, like for a cello solo, and the guy comes in and he pulls out the saw and he asks for an A and he tunes. <laughs> and Eleanor, uh, Slatkin's mother, is sitting there and she's starting to crack up. She thinks this is hysterical. And then the guy starts playing the swan from Carnival of the Animals. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she, she just can't hold it together. And the guy finally says, "This is this is impossible. I can't. I've never worked under conditions like this." And they threw her out. Oh wow! <laughs> and then finally let her in on the gag later. But it was all it was all made up. The way Leonard tells it is, it's just it'll. There's not a dry eye in the house. Uh, my guests are Hudson Shad. They're fantastic. Uh, regarding the seven deadly sins, I don't suppose. Can you do anything from that? It's not not fair to ask you that. Uh, I suppose, but. How is that? That's unlike anything we've heard this morning so far. Right. It's funny because a lot of the, a lot of um, the ensembles, or a lot of uh, pieces that Kurt Bile wrote, many have an on, have a male ensemble in them, like uh, the Seven Deadly Sins, like the protagonist, like the Czar has his photograph taken. Shall we include the Mahagoni song spiel? Of course, we should. Um, let's let's include the musical Love Life, which has many male choruses in it. I believe even Lost in the Dark has uh, a few. Um, and what was he listening to at the time in like the late 20s, early 30s in Berlin? There he was, and the comedian harmonists were just getting started. He had this, this, this sound in his head of a guy group, and I think that's one of the reasons why, uh, why it shows up in his works all the time. Um, of course... You know, it's a long way between, uh, well, it's not really that far between Veronica, The Spring Is Here, or the Cactus Song, and, you know, we've gotten word from Philadelphia. It's uh, it's just, I feel like a lot of the male choruses, the male ensembles he's written for in his classical pieces, quote-unquote, they've been sort of refined to the point of, you know, they've been sort of turned into... Uh, Oh, let's say serious music, you know, mm. classical music rather than Unterhaltungsmusik, entertainment music in German, you know. And uh, of course, Weil was fond of saying there is no Unterhaltungsmusik, entertainment music. There's no Ernst music. There's no serious music. There's just good music and bad music. There you go, <laughs> Ellington. Yep. Yeah, did Ellington say that too? Uh, he, well, you know, it's attributed Every... to. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's still true. Uh, well, are we allowed to do any of that? I mean. With the Kurt Vile Foundation, they they sort of have ah. hinted to us that out of context of the whole piece. That well, we we I don't know. we don't want to get anybody in trouble with anybody. But well, then, so I guess you're just going to have to buy a ticket, <laughs> dear <laughs> listener. And you have two opportunities uh, tonight at eight o'clock in Orchestra Hall. Tomorrow night also at eight o'clock. Uh, information at dso.org, or you can call the box office direct at three one three. Five seven six fifty one eleven. That's three one three five seven six fifty one eleven. You guys know tomorrow is Noel night 
here in the area. Did anybody yep. get you hip to yeah, what that's about? You hear that it's going to be all Christmas all the time. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. There's going to be people all over. Uh, mm. You guys could, uh, boy, you could be a sensation just strolling up and down the street. They close <laughs> the streets. and We have a Christmas show, actually. We haven't done it. In a I while. have no doubt. But uh, we actually sort of did a vocal version of Spike <laughs> Jones's The Nutcracker, of his version of The Nutcracker. Oh, and, could uh, <laughs> Spike uh, Jones. And it's... Yeah. Uh, it was when crazy. The when the Russians, Christmas when the Russians come to down, all they do is dance around and up and down and all around. The Russians come to down, like dancing, on, drink your vodka till it's gone and dance and drink till they all fall down. When the Russians come to town, hey, don't stop, please. We we need another album. Is is we need another album? We're very under recorded group. I agree. We've been. Remiss now at, at having another recording session for some years, but we've been compiling all this rep- repertoire in the meantime. So, well, we're going to save all right. the stuff that you've done today, and you know, so so there's a couple of numbers right <laughs> yep, there. Yep. Actually, we have a whole box full of of recordings of stuff, radio appearances that we've made. That's a great idea. There you I think go. I'm just going to cut and paste. Put uh, <laughs> Hudson, a, it's a new album. It's a new album of old stuff. On the air. Hudson to, Shad. Yep, we don't even have to go into a studio. There you are. Some more stuff. More okay. stuff. Yeah. He has that one, right? Right. Is, in, in the time we have left, mm-hmm. is, is it possible to uh, beg another number? Yeah. Now, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. basically hot off the press. <laughs> uh, we've only ever performed this uh, this was written for um, the Orpheus Ensemble in Philadelphia, oh. the Orpheus Club, I should say, a male singing group of, actually, I think they're the oldest male singing group in the United States. They're and, all pretty old, aren't they? Oh, no, <laughs> almost as old as us. <laughs> I'm actually, putting my seatbelt on already, trying um, to do this. Thing. And uh, so what we did this past uh, May was we kind of did an homage to you know, the golden anniversary of the summer of 66, so it's 50 years. And one of the songs from 1966 that was a big hit is this song that we're going to sing now. Um, and it was a, it's a Beatles song, and, uh, and uh, it's actually an a cappella number, too. So you guys ready? I mean, it's going to be, <laughs> you have a, you, uh, yep. do we want to rearrange ourselves? No, I I'm see just saying, I do. can you hear us because we're sharing the mic? Is that okay? Uh, it sounded good. Okay, I good. Thought, yeah, just I'd... checking. But if you if you if you guys do want to rearrange, then by all well, means, I think we're, we're okay. It's, all right. Well, so, here we go. This is like the, this is only the third time we've ever done this piece, and uh, talk about living life on the edge. Here, here we, we go. go. Hudson Shad live from the studios of WRCJ. Mm, that's a C natural. One, two, ready, go. Ah, look at all the lonely people. Look at all the up the rice in the church where a wedding has been lives in a dream waits at the window wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door who is it for all the lonely people where do they all come from all the lonely people where do they all belong Father Mackenzie 
Speaking the words of a sermon that no one will hear. No one comes near. Look at him working, donning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care? All the lonely people, where do they all come from? All the lonely people, where do they all belong? Oh, look at all the lonely people. Look at all the lonely people. Eleanor Rigby died in the church and was buried along with her name. Nobody came. Father Mackenzie wiping, wiping the dirt from his hands as he walks from the grave. No one was saved. All alone, where do they all come from? All the lonely people, where do they all belong? Hudson Shad, and uh, we heard Mark Blakey and Eric Buckholz tenors, backed up by uh, Wilbur Pauly bass, Eric Edland baritone, and Peter Becker bass baritone. Fellas, this has been a, an absolute thrill uh, for me, and I'm sure for most of our listeners, maybe all of our listeners even. Oh, thanks very uh, much. Go hear them live in Orchestra Hall of all places tonight. At eight o'clock, or tomorrow at eight o'clock, or both nights. I mean, it's going to be great. Uh, in addition to the uh, Kurt Vile Seven Deadly Sins, there's a, a William Walton uh, facade suite and his first symphony either side of that. So it's it's a lot of great music. Uh, and a, boy, if you're coming down for Noel night, you should put this on the agenda. So check it out. DSO.org, three one three five seven six fifty one eleven. Uh, once again, it's Wilbur Pauly, bass and artistic director, Mark Blakey, tenor, Eric Buckholz, tenor, Eric Edlin, baritone, Peter Becker, bass baritone. Thank you so much for coming. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. We'll Knock see you at the show tonight. tonight. Okay. I know uh, you guys are going to be great.